This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 256. Four Things You Need to Know to Have a Strong, Healthy Relationship, part one, by Carrie L. Burns with tinybuddha.com. Good day to ya. I'm your personal narrator, Joss Marie, and I'm here to bring you some of the best relationship blogs out there about friendship, dating, marriage, and even the relationship you have with yourself. Today, I'll actually be featuring a new author whose post is about optimizing the relationship you have with your romantic partner. So without further ado, let's hear what Carrie has to say and start optimizing your life. Four Things You Need to Know to Have a Strong, Healthy Relationship, Part 1, by Carrie L. Burns with tinybuddha.com. Quote, To love is nothing, to be loved is something. But to love and be loved, that's everything. T. Tolis. Relationships are not always easy. If you lack the tools to engage properly with a partner and cannot show up in a healthy way, you will find your relationship is 10 times harder and most likely prone to failure. I wish I had known these things when I first started dating, as it would have made my life much easier. If you want to have a healthy relationship, you must know the following. Number one, how to communicate effectively. My first love and I were together for four years, and our relationship failed because we could not communicate. I didn't know how to express myself effectively, and I blamed him for all our problems. I never stopped to think about my part in everything and how I was failing to meet his needs. One of the major obstacles couples face, if not the major obstacle, is the ability to communicate properly. I don't mean talk, I mean communicate. What we often fail to realize is that we talk at each other rather than listening and hearing and trying to understand. Anyone can talk, but not everyone can communicate. Communicating means you understand and are able to express your needs in a way that can be understood by your partner and that you try your hardest to understand them and their needs. Next time you are with your partner and they are talking, try listening. Sit and listen and do not try to think of the next thing you are going to say or how you are going to contradict what they are saying. When people feel heard, they will be more open to listening to what you have to say. If you cannot understand or refuse to try to understand what your partner needs because you are too focused on getting your point across and making sure you are understood, then you are talking and not communicating. Do you and your partner talk at each other? Do you always feel the need to be right and win the argument? Even if you win the argument, you could lose something much more valuable. Although you may be winning the battle, you will be losing the war. It is a known fact that men and women communicate differently. The sooner we all accept this, the easier it will be to stop being so frustrated and learn to understand each other. Throughout history, men and women have had to adapt differently, hence a difference in communication styles. Studies have shown that women are able to use both sides of their brains at the same time, while men can only use one side at a time. Men are protectors and providers, and their mode of communication is silent problem-solving. Whereas women are nurturers, and we have learned to cope through talking and sharing of experiences. There is so much that can be said on this topic, as it's one of the main reasons relationships fail. Learning how to communicate with your partner will not only serve your relationship, but it will serve you in the workplace and in all human interactions. One of my favorite sayings is, quote, seek first to understand, then to be understood, end quote. A couple of great resources for anyone who wants to learn how to communicate within a couple are John Gray's books, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and Couple Skills. Number two, your love language. 
1995, Gary Chapman, Ph.D., wrote a book asserting that there are five love languages. He insisted that if you and your partner speak different languages, there will be constant dissatisfaction and unhappiness in your relationship. If you are lucky enough to meet someone that has the same love language as you, then great. But if you do not know your own language and it differs from your partner, how can they know how to make you happy and vice versa? On the other hand, if you don't know your partner's love language, how can you make them happy? If theirs is touch and you don't really like close physical contact, then you may not ever be a match. The five languages are number one, touch. Some people feel love by being touched. If touch is your love language, you require pats on the back, holding hands, cuddling, and having someone in close proximity to you. Number two, receiving gifts. Others feel love by receiving gifts, and not necessarily Tiffany diamonds. Gifts can be flowers or simple tokens of affection, something that shows the person took the time to think about you and pick out or make a gift that you value. Number three, quality time. If you want someone to give you their undivided attention, even if for short periods, then your love language is quality time. You crave for someone to listen to you uninterrupted. No TV, no phone, you enjoy sharing activities together, and the very act of someone's company and one-on-one -on -one interaction makes you happy. Number four, acts of service. If you like it when your partner helps around the house because you are super busy or washes your car or throws in a load of laundry, then acts of service is your love language. And number five, words of affirmation. Everyone needs words of affirmation to some extent, but if you need to hear someone say I love you because you are so special, or something that affirms who you are, and if you are highly affected by insults, then words of affirmation is your love language. My last boyfriend's love language was physical touch. Mine is quality time. I always tried to be there for him physically, whether it was holding his hand while he was driving, coming up behind him and giving him a hug while he was shaving, lying next to him on the couch, or even rubbing the back of his neck. The problem came in when I told him what my love language was, and he had no desire to meet it. If your partner doesn't care about loving you in a way that you need to be loved, not in the way they need to be loved, you are probably doomed. For more information and a test of your love language, you can go to 5lovelanguages.com. Number 3. Hear that in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled, Four Things You Need to Know to Have a Strong, Healthy Relationship by Carrie L. Burns with tinybuddha.com. If you're interested, Tiny Buddha has books and courses available on their site, which is tinybuddha.com. And Carrie is actually a guest author on their site whose mission in writing is essentially self-discovery. I enjoyed featuring her post today and hope you enjoyed it as well. So thanks for joining me here and I'll see you again tomorrow for part two of the post where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. 
You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits. Oh,